Yes, I'm going to do another story about Joe Rogan because this is the most fascinating story someone like a king of podcasts would actually care about. So I got to talk about it. So one of the things that's being talked about because of the fact that Joe Rogan is moving his podcast to Spotify on September 1st, all this content's moving over, plus his show, audio and video-wise, is leaving YouTube. And the question is, what does that say about the role that big tech has? Why would he leave such a big platform like YouTube? And why others, you know, feel like they're getting threatened right now. There's a, a real story about YouTube censorship. And it goes no matter what side of the political aisle is. Well, Joe Rogan really isn't a political figure, but he has made some claims that have been used in political sense. And that's what happens. It's just one of those things that happen sometimes. Even though he only sticks to his own show and to his own content he does where he's either doing color commentary for the UFC or he's doing, other, doing a stand-up. It comes down to that. So there's a couple of stories that come into this that talk about this. So I'm, I'm going to take from two different sides. Don't question me what we're going to do. RT.com put a story up. I'm going to talk about this first. And then there's a story from The Verge I'm going to also bring up as well that kind of give the counter arguments about what this means for YouTube by losing Joe Rogan coming up in September. So on the story here, if you know podcasts, you know Joe Rogan. He's been producing his uh, Joe Rogan experience for over a decade. They go through the whole story about it. And then here's what's going on. Part of the reason he's jumping ship, if you will. Well, I mean, besides the money, is the fact that YouTube has been censoring both his own and other people's content on the platform. Now, Rogan has often complained about his shows being demonetized for on the streaming service, which happens to a lot of people. First of all, I don't care. Like, I'm on YouTube because it's a place to go. And I'm promoting the King of uh, Amazon link, which you see up on the screen. And that's just going to like you know, get my word out there. But again, I put this on audio as well. Video is just another component. And I just decided to start doing videos. Why not? Okay. But the deal is, is that when you see monetization, you got to be part of that YouTube partner program. You got to hit those uh, particular parameters, which I don't reach. Okay. I don't have enough subscribers to reach up to enough. And, you know, I'm not worried about the copyrights and things like that. I mean, you know, I'm trying to avoid it, but either which way, all my contests demonetize because I don't make a, I don't make a dime off these videos. I make it off of other ways that I do it, but initially I put the video up and the audio goes up somewhere else, and then I find ways to make money off of that. So anyway, the demonetization, if you didn't know, you know, come on, is when YouTube removes advertisers from a video posted by a content creator, meaning they no longer make any money from that video being on the site. Now, in this... Rogan talked about this when it comes to YouTube in October of last year. He said this, quote, they're scrambling for control. They want to control the way people communicate, and they also want to make a profit. See, part of this is that they're incentivizing people to do shows that they could profit off of. So if you have a show that has no bad language, if you have a show that has no controversial topics, those shows are more appealing to advertisers. So for them, as a business, they'll look at it, someone like me and say, well, this is a limited advertiser's option. As a disease, demonetization appears much more to afflict right-wing content creators, according to the story. And he's apparently fallen into that category because of some of the guests that he's brought on. And they mentioned some of the people you can see. I'll show you to you right there. Uh, but here's the main point. Rogan leaving the platform should come as a wake-up call to YouTube. He's one of their biggest and most visible stars. And his shit, and by the way, remember, they lost PewDiePie last year. They brought him back. I don't know how that worked out, but the idea is it's the first of many moves away from the streaming service because if Spotify is doing this and 
Joe Rogan succeeds on Spotify, will people leave to go somewhere else? Will YouTube lose their foothold in the content creator market and the responder videos and the people hosting shows on there exclusively? I mean, one of the things I go to YouTube for is I do watch the Joe Rogan experience and I will follow him to Spotify because I got a Spotify account. And also, instead of the profiting that he has to rely on for his service, Spotify is going to pay him $100 million based on what they get from subscriptions already. Subscriptions, as opposed to the advertised revenue that is being split with Rogan and YouTube, right? That's going to be a problem for YouTube. And for Joe Rogan, he's going to do just fine. He's actually going to do really well as a result. So moving on, apparently penalizing wrong-thinking content creators YouTube has made a decision to prioritize authoritative services, uh, sources, excuse me. So the algorithms are being made in favor of mainstream news outlets. You see it all the time. I'll see CNN or Fox News or other stuff. And I don't want to watch any of that stuff. I want to see original voices. I don't want to see what I can see on my cable TV, right? I want to see actual voices that are telling me something different. And I don't want to just hear one side of the story. I want to hear all sides. I like it that way. So, the move seems to be an attempt by Google to cozy up to legacy media who, you know, for reasons of corporate vanity and it's angering content creators on the platform who help build the site's popularity, annoyed viewers, many of whom visit YouTube to get away from watching cable content. So now in the other side, here's what we heard from another end. Joe, the Verge also talked about this. Joe Rogan helped to create a content, a podcast culture on YouTube. Now he's leaving it. What will YouTube look like without Rogan? So The Verge, which is obviously a different side of the spectrum when it comes to being, you know, the any partisan or bias, okay? I'm just putting out both sides of the argument here and going to put my point on it. Now, creator successes, those from optimizing around YouTube as a platform, in the first place, Joe Rogan's experience YouTube channel has under just under 8.5 million subscribers. Videos collectively pulling in more than 2 billion views since it launched in 2013. He runs a secondary channel where he posts clips on the podcast, which is able to easily spread, spread across the site by being recommended to new viewers. Which I get those recommended, which is great. So now, so much consumption of Rogan's stuff, especially for people who don't know or care about downloading a podcast app, is on YouTube. And by the way, Ori Grover is former CEO of Pocket Cast, the current CEO of Truefire Studios. He says, quote, both the full-length interview and the four- to six-minute clips of whatever he's done, the way he reaches his audience, he just keeps coming up in the recommendation feed. So now, under the Spotify deal, some of those clips will still find their way to YouTube. So he can still monetize off of that, but then locking the entirety of his content inside Spotify's app. And he can also use YouTube to share or shorter clips he will think will go viral and command additional attention. So other YouTubers have done this strategy, the host of Cold Ones, uh, the Tiny Meat Gang, and Jenna Jillian from Jenna Marbles. They also do the same idea. So gaming streamers have also faced a similar issue when they've lined secretive, deal, secret, lucrative deals with streaming platforms. Uh, Tyler Ninja Blevins moved from Twitch to Mixer. He brought in followers, but Twitch's viewership base dwarfs Mixers. And Blevins loses out on new Twitch users stumbling onto his channel and subscribing. Mixer's growing, but as a whole, is not seeing the viewing numbers that Twitch brings in. Podcasters know they have to meet listeners where they are instead of trying to bring them over to one specific platform. Well, Joe Rogan's going to try to change the whole role now. That's the idea. 
Rogan is a rarity. His audience will likely follow him to Spotify, and shorter clips on YouTube will help him find a new audience. And other exclusivity plays have proved less successful thus far. Luminary, which is a subscription-based podcast platform, boasts Hollywood celebrities. It's like Quibi, but for podcasters, which Luminary came first. It's burning through cash to make podcasts while struggling to build a subscriber base. Well, guess what? Luminary might get bought by Spotify, as a matter of fact. Part of the issue is that exclusivity limits discoverability and accessibility, which YouTube thrives from. By limiting yourself to a single distribution platform, it can affect your revenue and whole brand building initiative by limiting just the one thing. But the big issue for a lot of podcasters, it doesn't matter to him. He's still going to get stuff on YouTube, get monetized on that, and make the money off of Spotify. His deal's good. All that matters right now is the content. But then the argument about YouTube is, if he was going to have certain guests and certain content that would be demonetized, all his content's monetized now in a couple different ways. Just the fact that YouTube might demonetize some of his clips doesn't make a difference for him because his back money is Spotify. And that's what goes on. And that's what matters. Keep an eye on it. And keep an eye on what the podcast industry does going forward. I don't think Spotify can afford anybody else they could bring on board that would be very important. Will iHeartRadio, will Stitcher, or will you know Podcast One? I mean, is there somebody else that's going to start putting out? I think the announcements of exclusive deals will be something new in the play. But I'm curious as to what this does. Because Joe Rogan's move, we're going to keep a real close eye on and see what happens.